Welcome back to What the Fuck is Going On. We have a great show for you today, the Christmas Spectacular. We have a $1.7 trillion omnibus bill, Zelensky's in Congress, SBF is going to jail, and Peru. Let's get into it. back rob fuck's going on well argentina just won the world cup dude that was crazy yeah. the, like i'm not a big soccer guy but anything that can like bring people together like that did you see them like well, it's amazing it's amazing and um oh well uh, did you see messi's grandma no no so like everybody's chanting outside like his, it's his like grandma or zant or something and like everybody's chanting outside her window and like she's got bars like on the windows and everything and like somebody just commented on it, it was like this asshole has his grandma in the slums of like argentina <laughs> in like a fucking one bedroom apartment like get her out of there yeah that's probably where <laughs> she wants to be i feel like oh well, yeah she probably has the resources. i just thought it was funny yeah do you see salt bay yes i did see that <laughs> what a fucking loser dude i did see that oh my god he's literally cringe bay <laughs> but anyway yes uh we, we're only we have a short ish show today we're just gonna it's christmas we're just gonna cover a couple topics a couple important things that happened the senate um congress the house everyone they passed a 1.7 trillion dollar omnibus bill which is you know it's fucked up weird language to like you know say we're just funding everything for the whole country once a year on deadline a week away like the government today's friday the 23rd of december the government would have shut down today if they didn't uh pass that bill they had to pass a one-week stopgap so technically it wouldn't have shut down until next week but if they didn't pass that stopgap it would have shut down today they passed that stopgap um because they knew they were going to get the bill done um so we'll go into the details a little bit 1.7 trillion or like you know a few steve cohen's worth of money <laughs> um Again, avoids a shutdown that would have happened today. The uh, the dispute basically between the parties, and it's not really even the parties because this is a 4,000-page bill mm -hmm. that was announced three days ago. Mm -hmm. No one's fucking read it that voted on it. Mm. The only people that read it are the appropriations committees that put this stuff into it. Mm -hmm. um, but I feel like they read it as they write it. No? Basically, yeah. Because <laughs> um, no one can sit there and read 4,000 pages in Right, days. exactly. Like it, when, once it's done, nobody right. is just like, all right, let me go over it. So the fun, uh, it funds all the government agencies through September of 23. Uh, the two sides are basically, the dispute was on non-defense spending versus defense spending. Mm -hmm. um, Senate passed it on Thursday. 18 Republican senators voted yes. Mm-hmm. And those include Mitch McConnell, who really led the Republican effort to get this bill passed, mm -hmm. uh, Mitt Romney, Lisa Murkowski, Rob Portman, Tom Cotton, John Corrin, like a lot of like well-known, well-established establishment Republicans. Uh, most Republicans are not uh, on board with this. 18 for the Senate is a lot, but uh, the House passed it today, Friday, 225 to 201, and that was almost exclusively uh, Democrats who voted for it in the House. Um, They're the just going to spend... 
the defense, uh, the Pentagon, right? Well, let's, we're going to get into it. So, all right, all right, yeah, you're right. Um, the Democrats, the Republicans in the House had hoped to stall the bill till January when they'll be taking over the House. Obviously, it didn't work. Um, and it now awaits Biden's approval, which he signaled it will get. Non-defense discretionary spending, which means everything that's not defense spending for the mm -hmm. Pentagon, went up 5.5% for a total of $773 billion. Mm -hmm. That's stuff like entitlement programs, uh, infrastructure, although a lot of infrastructure got passed in that infrastructure bill earlier. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's basically, you know, this will go into government health care programs. Mm -hmm. um, again, it went up 5.5%, which is a far cry from what Biden was asking for from Congress, which mm -hmm. was 10% raising this. Okay. And then, of course, defense spending went up 10% to 858 billion, which Biden asked for a 4% increase. So you can see where Congress's priorities are. He asked for 4% and they got what? 10. Okay. Um, 45 billion is going to go to Ukraine, uh, outright with an additional 41 billion for disaster relief, which is also all going to go to Ukraine. So 86 billion for Ukraine. Um, a lot of that is stuff that's these bills. What happens is a lot of this stuff gets agreed to in other legislation mm -hmm. and this is the bill that they do to pay for it. So it's not like yesterday they decided they're going to give 86 billion to Ukraine. A lot of this is like, we promised Ukraine through this bill. So we're going to have to through this piece of legislation. We're using this omnibus bill to get them their money. It's like their invoice. Right, basically, because like Ukraine just got approved for a $1.85 billion uh, funding for Patriot missiles to, to buy them from us, basically. Okay. Um, and so that probably will get like, they'll be like, this is part of that $1.85 billion. Okay, as, like as well it'll... as an additional 80. It's a um, lot of money. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, I'll, we're going to, I'm going to get into the commentary in a minute. I just want to get a few more of these facts out. Mm -hmm. Um, rip, baby. the DOJ gets a 10% funding boost, um, 180 million more than Biden requested for the Bureau of Prisons. Uh, border patrol gets a 17% boost, which was requested by Biden for 300 additional agents to deal with what's going on down there. Southern border is a mess, right? <laughs> um, which is significant because the detractors of what's going on here, we got people like Rand Paul who, uh, in front of Congress yesterday, carted in the bill on a cart with like hazmat signs on it, like toxic. Like some of the more um, fiscally responsible Republicans that are worried about adding to our $36 trillion deficit were like, uh, you know, besides the fact that this bill gives out a bunch of money to Ukraine, it's not. It's it has no protections for Title 42. Title 42 was a 1929 amendment um, focused on uh, preventing disease spreading in America from like back then it was like Chinese migrants and, and other people. Um, and Trump used it during covid to like kick like two million people out that came over the southern border. Mm -hmm. So Republicans are pissed that that's not in it. And they're saying all oh, these, you know, the Democrats that wrote this bill, which is not even entirely fair because Mitch McConnell whipped 17 additional Republican senators to vote for it. Um, but the Republican criticism is that there's, you know, this bill doesn't do anything for our southern border. Meanwhile, Biden asked for 17 percent more for the Border Patrol and got it. Mm -hmm. So it's both sides kind of being uh, hypocritical and lying because he's not going to tout that Biden because his base would be like, no, this is there's nothing wrong down there at all. Mm -hmm. Like, why would you, it's racist to even say that? <laughs> um. And then, um, uh, did I have one more thing? Oh, yeah. And then $1 billion for the Biomedical Advanced Research and Development Authority, which I probed into a little bit, is uh, basically creates new diseases. 
Oh, it's just like uh Yeah. So I'm sure what, that's like, a, like what they're doing in Boston. Exactly, dude. Yeah. So I mean I don't know how you justify one billion dollars for that after the Wuhan Institute of Virology, but here we are. Are you through all your facts? Yeah, that's that's all I really wanted to get out. Did you that. mention the salmon? No. What what about the salmon? There's sixty four million dollars going to Pacific salmon recovery. Yeah, I mean that's sixty four million <laughs> is small potatoes in this bill. Yeah, but that's that's not even that that's like a one sixth of a Korea. I'll take the sixty four million if that's small potatoes. <laughs> Steve Cohen must spit on that shit, bro. <laughs> Fuck why is there... Steve Cohen doesn't get out of bed for less than $100 million. He said there's, like, uh, like caution signage on the bill that was... Not was, on the bill. Like, he rolled it like into in the, on the cart. chamber in a cart, and the cart all had, like, toxic, like... Just because they don't want... Because they don't want people to touch it? Well, he was just being dramatic. Oh, well, what the fuck? Yeah, I don't know if you know this. Our entire uh, government is a dog and pony show. <laughs> well, that was that, ridiculous. That, 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 I hated that, that, that. that. Yeah, the circus, right? It's a lot of fucking money. I think it's uh, significant. Yeah, Rand Paul called it his Festivus report. Festivus Aired, report. Airs $482 billion worth of federal waste grievances. Is uh, like is this something they do like every year, the omnibus? It's not always this dramatic, but basically this is how our government now works, is we just wait until the last minute to fund the government for another year. And and, and, and this is how it works. And like, we were going through this yesterday, and I, <laughs> I was looking at this... Uh, um, it's an appropriate omnibus is really an appropriations bill. It's when everyone in Congress gets to, you know, reach their hand in the pot and say, this is what I want for my district, for my, or for my donors, for like, my, we need this lobbyists. much money. Yeah. They, they get, they do it through a process called earmarking, which is basically like a, you know, a DC term for like bribing, not bribing, but like they're going to get what they want in their bill or they're not going to vote for it. You know what I mean? You're going to say like, all right. Republican Lisa Murkowski. I I got it. She'll she'll vote for this bill, but there better be sixty four million for salmon, uh, right? Or she's not exactly. So like we're it, we're gonna stall this unless I get yeah. You know the, again, there's, there's a four thousand page bill, and I was reading yesterday um, uh, uh, an appropriations section of it that I thought was all the earmarks. Mm -hmm. That was three hundred sixty four pages. And oh, it turns right, out right. That, that was only the earmarks for the uh, transportation, the Department of Transportation. 384 pages worth of earmarks. Actually, when you showed it to me, I kind of thought, because like I had seen the picture of the bill mm -hmm. and like how big it was. Right. And like my guess was like, I don't know, like still not even that much, but it, it didn't really make sense. Like 360 pages wouldn't be. No, but I, but like I thought that was the the earmark section. Oh, 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 you okay. Right. I gotcha. I'm sorry. Not the whole bill, but mm -hmm. you know. The earmark section is probably like a thousand pages, probably more. <laughs> but they would just list, like they would just list in the earmark section, like what each person got, like what each department got. I, I'm kind of lost of like how the list, like I, I don't, I don't understand what. What you're would the list about. say? Like what would the list read? What like the earmark list? Whatever some whatever is on there. What do you mean? Like salmon was probably an earmark. So it just, I don't think I don't think the original writers of the bill were like we got to get salmon in there. Someone after the the original bill was written in the House or the Senate was like I'm not signing this bill unless you get my salmon in there, and then that gets put in the earmark. It's that's an earmark. Okay, so it's like a. It's it's a it's someone it's whoever wrote the bill whoever's agreeing on passing the bill saying, okay, fine, we'll put that in the bill. It's an earmark. Like an addition. 
Yeah. Okay. All right. It's just, but that's just their term for it. Okay. All because right. it's like, because a lot of times what happens with this money is like an amendment. What happens with this money is that $64 million for salmon, it's earmarked for mm. salmon, but it might not go to salmon. Okay. It all might right. just go to, but you know, that's I got it now. A little Murkowski's bit earmark or whatever. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm just saying, it's like, all right, I'm going to vote, but 20 million and then like, you know, 20 million for shoes and wherever, you yeah. know, obviously that wouldn't happen. Yeah. Well, I guess you never know. Like, but, but, but like, uh, that would be the earmark. But like the Ukraine stuff is probably not an earmark. Ukraine stuff was agreed upon legislation earlier. There's already okay. Uh, it's already on the books, right? Like, like you said, okay. e earmark is basically sneaking it in. Mm -hmm. And earmark is like, make sure that gets in there. Throw it in in the end. Hide it somewhere. I don't give a fuck. But make sure you earmark. Like, if I'm Chuck Grassley from Iowa, like I need corn subsidies for my farmers. Okay. Earmark forty million for that, or I'm not signing. Okay, I got it. Yeah. Um, but I'd like the reason I wanted to cover this is one just because it's you know, pretty uh monumental and fundamental to our country that you know our government spends the money it taxes us on the things we fucking need and i uh, personally i don't think 85 billion of it should be going to ukraine i like and we're going to cover Zelensky's speech to congress in a few minutes here but i i don't think i think you can be a person which i think i am who believes the war in ukraine is wrong who believes putin and the russian army are like committing atrocities and are being horrible and also that America should fucking take care of its own citizens first before it starts shipping 85 billion off. Like 60, we got 64 million for salmon over a hundred times that for Ukraine. Right. Like how would an American fucking salmon fisherman feel like about that? I don't know. Well, I, if I was one, I'd say clearly my government doesn't give a fuck about me. We're interfering for a reason. And well, and, that, and that's, we're going to get into that with Zelensky because he, he made the uh, argument that. It, this is not a, the money we're giving them is not a giveaway. It's an investment into global security, and fair enough. Like we can't just let uh, just because like Russia, Russia coming yeah, this way. Yeah, yeah. All right. I mean, fuck it. Well, uh, I was. We'll get into like Zelensky's speech a little bit because uh, it ties in here. Because I, I I do think Ukraine's a NATO ally, and we have somewhat of a responsibility to help them defend their borders. But we're basically been writing them blank checks. And like eighty five billion for them, uh, which is not enough, according to Zelensky. Like he, when in his speech yesterday, he said that uh, whatever we've given them, which is according to Politico, a number is very difficult to calculate. Oh, really? Because here, Politico reports that the State Department messages show there are some major barriers to tracking the aid because there are not enough American officials in Ukraine to track it in person. The report says it's hard to find contractors that are willing to work in high risk areas or set up meetings with government officials and others receiving aid. American officials are turning to advanced technology and Ukrainian soldiers to help. The Biden administration plans to use an unarmed U.S. firm, unnamed U.S. firm, to implement a three-year initiative to help with oversight that includes an in-country presence and in-person monitoring. So as of right now, there is nobody in, on, in like America's interest in Ukraine to say, how is this money getting spent? Are you using it correctly? Is it going to the stuff you say it's going for? And this is in the documented most corrupt country in Europe. So it's By just, far, Ukraine has a history of corruption. It's just going there, and then it's just like, you know, all right. And and listen, like, like I have uh, arguments with, with my friends that are on the left, like liberals, who are like, there's no Nazis in Ukraine. I'm like, there are. Now, they may, it, it, the right wing might be hyping it up to the... Because they don't because well, like, right. they have no compassion for Ukrainian people. Like it's you can make that argument that the right wing is uh like not uh caring enough on this issue, but 
there are Nazis in Ukraine. They're fame like the Azov Battalion is famous. Right. I was gonna say I definitely think there's Nazis in Ukraine. I just don't think it's as uh I guess like hyped up as everybody's making it seem there but, is, but, but who's know? everybody because there's there's not not well, everybody's making it hyped up that you have russia that's the problem though is like you have one half of of and russia sure they would do that for propaganda reasons but i'm talking about within america <laughs> the talking heads the pundit classes the people even like talking at the bus stop or like in the barber shop like <laughs> there are, i think most people are in the middle but the people who have strong opinions either believe if they're on the right that they're only Nazis in Ukraine and that we shouldn't help them because of that. And the people on the left are saying there's no Nazis in Ukraine at all. Like the truth is somewhere in the middle. Right. And they're both dumb. If, if we know that there are hateful far right organizations there, imagine if the shoe was on the other foot. Imagine if America was in trouble and let's say England or, uh, France or one of our allies needed to give us money. And the fucking proud boys were like a large contingent in our militia. Mm Mm-hmm. They would be like, all right, listen, we, we might give you this money, but like we need to make sure it doesn't like end up turn. Because America, time and time and again, when they try to fight conflict, end up creating their own enemies. That's what happened with ISIS. ISIS grew out of the uh, Syrian conflict. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Mujahideen ended up becoming Al-Qaeda mm-hmm. in the um, war in Afghanistan and like Russia, like in the Cold War. And they just birthed all these things? We, we arm these people to help us. Mm-hmm. And that, dude, the guy we talked about last week, the Merchant of Death, Right. We used his planes. We gave him money to help us fight Al-Qaeda. And, like, America has this very, like, uh, convenient ability to just pretend like we weren't the ones that fucked everything up. And in 15, 20 years, if Ukraine becomes a fucking far-right European militant powerhouse, which, that's why, I think that's why there has been some hesitation to give them uh, any American weapons. If they do get these Patriot missiles, it's going to be the first American-made weapons they get. We're giving them stuff from, like, old stockpiles from like other countries oh really i didn't know that yeah okay but why is that a big deal just because it's american made because our shit is better oh okay so, so like we, they're getting like real we, firepower we, now they're 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 playing they're towing the line between we want to make you strong enough to defeat russia mm-hmm. but not strong enough to come back and beat us if, well because if it ever that comes plays in our favor if they but it also doesn't I, but, yeah by the way you're, you're very right I'm, like and this is kind of my problem with this Zelensky speech with this omnibus bill that I think the storylines play together like Mitch McConnell said yesterday the number one priority for America is defeating Russia but what is which is what is defeating Russia that's a good question but uh I'll get to that in a minute but I just kind of wanted the number one priority for America is defeating Russia like really it's not cleaning up the millions of homeless we have it's not like 80 percent of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck Uh, yeah it's not it's not anything on the home front yeah getting us fucking health care like right but going back to Russia, so let's say we defeat Russia. Let's say defeating Russia is taking out Vladimir Putin, right? Right. What's after Vladimir Putin? Is it worse? I mean, yeah, it's a good question. Is it the enemy you know? I, I, America ideally would be install someone that's, uh, you know, like we're doing in Peru right now, friendly to Western governments. You know, uh, this is not, th- this is up for dispute, but like a lot of people argue that Zelensky was Western installed, that America and NATO authorized and organized like a, coup in, a coup in Ukraine to get Zelensky in because the previous regime was not friendly to Western powers, which the previous regime is also extremely corrupt. So you have plausible deniability there saying, well, no, they're bad guys and we wanted to help get them out. 
It has nothing to do with us wanting, you know, the the grain in the breadbasket of the world or whatever, like controlling. If it wasn't such a common occurrence, I would believe that. But, you know, it just. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, like, we don't have the track record. To, do you believe today. it was a coup in Ukraine to get Zelensky? I don't know really anything about it. Um, I mean, coup is a strong word. It was definitely encouraged to be like, we're going to, uh, like, tell the media organizations there what we want to hear. We're going to. Do you think they orchestrated it, though? Yeah, basically. I mean, they certainly aided and abetted it at the very least. Um, I mean, and that's. I, I think that's also why Zelensky's a little bit like, like we, we see his speech here. We're gonna. I'm gonna play a little section of his speech right now. And your support is crucial, not just to stand in such fight, but to get to the turning point, to win on the battlefield. We have artillery. Yes. Thank you. We have it. Is it enough? Honestly, not really. <laughs> to ensure Bakhmut is not just a stronghold that holds back the Russian army, but for the Russian army to completely pull out, more cannons and shells are needed. If so, just like the Battle of Saratoga, the fight for Bakhmut will change the trajectory of our war for independence and for freedom. If your patriots stop the Russian terror against our cities, it will let Ukrainian patriots work to the full. All right, so he said it's not enough. Yeah, <laughs> basically, which mm -hmm. is, again, we don't even know what it is. It's and a lot of money, like at least 200 billion. Do we necessarily need to be giving them anything at all? Well, I see that's that's like the point I was making is like no like you could argue no, but if you're the country and the intelligence organizations that essentially propped him up and put him in this position. Okay, I see. And kind of drove Russia to do this by encroaching on their borders with NATO, which mm -hmm. when NATO was founded, promised not to do. I'm gonna put up a graphic of NATO in 1994 mm -hmm. when the Cold War ended and they promised not to expand any further east mm -hmm. and then today where they've expanded significantly to the east into ukraine okay so so we're not entirely like without fault here i guess you could argue that this is a proxy war okay uh, unfortunately it's the people of ukraine and the people of russia who are do you think if if somebody was just like all right we're just going to give you back you know, give back Russia everything that it was from 1994. He'd just be like, okay. Well, we didn't take it from Russia, and and it wasn't Russian Russia's then. It didn't belong to them when the Soviet. Well, Union it was. Broke I was going to say it was the Soviet Union. When right? they broke up, everyone was in agreement that Ukraine, the Baltics, mm -hmm. Moldova, Belarus—they're all their own. Uh, Georgia, mm -hmm. which Russia invaded in 2008, mm -hmm. um, they're all their own Thing. independent their own nations, countries. Yes, but. We can't have America uh, inviting them to join military alliances because then that's really that'd be like if Russia was like, "Hey, we're setting up some bases in Canada." Their backs are against the wall at that point. Exactly. So, again, none of this excuses murder, genocide, uh, targeting critical infrastructure, leaving a whole country without energy. But it, it adds some context of like it's not like Putin just woke up one morning and was like, "Fuck it, I bomb Ukraine." <laughs> no, he like this. There was a buildup, and it was right Western uh, provocation. I wish, um, can you pull up that graphic really quick? So what if all of those countries were just like, all right, 
we're going to, which would never, ever happen. But if they were just like, ah, we're not going to be in NATO anymore, do you think Putin would just be like, we're good? The only way they would do that is if they became part of Russia. Oh. At this point. Really? Yeah. Oh. Now, if they if they had never joined NATO. Yes. Yeah, maybe. Uh, uh, but you could also make the argument that, I mean, Putin has been a, he started in the KGB in the Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. He basically his goal for his whole life has been to bring back the Soviet Union. Mm. So maybe maybe he's just using this as an excuse, and he would have done this anyway. We'll never know though because no, he we'll was he, he was provoked. And it, maybe it, he would have waited ten years to do. I mean, the U.S. gave him his opening. That was really the problem. And NATO, they gave him an excuse to say, "Fuck it, like I'm not letting this happen anymore." And I, and Ukraine, I don't know, I don't think Ukraine is in NATO, but they're going to be. Well, I think. After the war, weren't they like applying and everything like that? Um, okay, so they were there were plans for it in 2010, um, which got shelved because Russia got pissed. Um, and then that and that these plans got shelved by uh the new president Viktor Yanukovych, who is the guy that the U.S. uh helped uh <laughs> abdicate. Why is there just no like scenario where? Russia is just like, yeah, we'll join NATO too. And like everybody can just be. be- because happy. NATO was ex- explicitly invented to curb Russia's power. What's. Maybe they just want to be enjoy- invited to the party. I, 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 <laughs> that, that is probably the only scenario that's not true. Like that could never be true. I'm just joshing. Um, I, but that's pretty much it on good old Zealand. Um, yeah. They're going to get $1.85 billion worth of Patriot missiles. That will probably be... Do you know exactly what, like, a Patriot... Is that, like, a cruise missile? Yeah. Okay. Nuts. Basically, for, you know, for the non-military-minded. That's nuts. How much longer do you think this will go on for? Years. Years? Yeah. And how do you think it'll end? Or too early to tell? Yeah, it is... It's probably too early to tell. I think Russia's going to end up with... All the territories it currently already took from Ukraine, like Crimea, Mariupol, like Lutensk and Donbass. And um, I think eventually Ukraine will like get its like normal living back, like Kiev won't be bombed every fucking day. But like major cities kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I a lot of people think the o- there's only two ways this ends with either Ukraine being completely destroyed or Putin being taken out. OK, I don't I don't agree. I think there are multiple scenarios that this could go mm-hmm. um but it's gonna get worse for sure i mean now we're not even in the thick of winter yet but in terms of the effect it's gonna have well, on, on the ukraine people yeah that's gonna be fucked not up. just on the ukrainian people um the majority of uh europe's liquefied natural gas comes from russia's Nord Stream 2 pipeline which was mysteriously blown up a few months ago uh, everyone in the Western media said it was Russia. Putin blew up his own pipeline. Stop that. Um, I, I I think that's ridiculous. I don't know why he would blow up a perfectly good pipeline when he could just turn it off with a switch. Mm-hmm. I think it was America, mm-hmm. uh, who are now the ones that Europe has to rely on for energy. Mm-hmm. That's why we talked about this before. Global gas prices went up, not just because of Putin, as Biden would like us all to think. Also, inflation giving people fucking hundreds of thousands of dollars throughout the country for free and expecting it not to have an impact on our dollar. Um, but also because global energy, like 
America's good on energy. We have our own supply. We're net exporters of mm. oil. But the the market, the prices that Exxon and BP and whoever Delta you buy your gas from, those are set globally because of supply and demand. Mm-hmm. So it's not like Biden can just be like, lower it, which he tried to do. Well, I was going to say, that's why he keeps tweeting about it and everything. Yeah, exactly. He's trying you to have put, it in your heart to lower the... He's trying to put social pressure on, you know, he's using his quote unquote bully pulpit. And it. I uh, think he's probably the worst person to put social pressure on anybody. Yeah. But, um, like that's, and that's why you see him like going and like, fucking kissing uh, uh, Mohammed bin Salman's feet in Saudi. Not actually kissing his feet, but like... Right, like... You know, kissing his ass and being like, please release more oil. Up. And by the way, that journalist you killed, pff, who even cares? Like, <laughs> Who's that guy? We just need oil. <laughs> um, and yeah, so I think we're going to really see... Because I think, I think Europe kind of uh, begrudgingly followed America's lead on this in saying we have to condemn this we have to you know putin is the bad guy for sure we have to sanction them we have to kick them out of the swift banking system which is the worldwide how countries mm-hmm. bank we have to like don't do business with them anymore mm-hmm. uh seize the oligarchs yachts like all this stuff like europe did it but i think they're now realizing like shit america's really far removed from the consequences of this stuff we're not we get our food from ukraine we get our uh gas from russia like this affects us more them acutely. way more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't believe that any any of our NATO allies are going to falter and be like, oh, we... Like, never mind. We're going to be more neutral. But, like, they, they are more inclined. Like, France would be more inclined to be like, guys, we got we need to... Sorry, we need the gas. Like, like we, need li- yeah. we need to live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... That's crazy. I think this is... I think the next three to four months are going to be the most important part of the war. The mo- Like, when you look back at it, whatever the end result is, mm-hmm. is like, Zelensky's speech... His side, the you know Ukraine, they're hoping that's the turning point. Mm-hmm. That is, it was a big uh, symbolic moment of like first his first time leaving the country since the war started. Mm-hmm. The first time his first speech he gave in public that was in English or any language besides, I think Ukrainian. I think they speak Ukrainian. Is it not Russian? So a lot of people in Ukraine do speak Russian, but I think Ukrainian is his own language as well. They have their own language. Sorry, okay. I'm dumb. Um, and I think you know that he's hoping to get more money. That like that was. Part of it was like get more Americans on board with this. Again, um, it is a language, yeah. Again, um, you know, t- trying to convince America and the world that it's not charity that we're giving them; it's an investment in global security. Because if Russia does succeed in Ukraine, they're not going to stop; they're going to keep going. Right? Who knows? That could be true. Mm-hmm. And and I I think it's fair to say like, hey, we need to we need to protect global security. But America has a shady history of saying that they're doing things for altruistic reasons and then just stealing all the fucking resources and leaving the place to shit hole. See ya. Thanks. Speaking of altruism, (laughs) uh, Sam Bankman freed was extradited from the Bahamas, Mm -hmm. arrested at his luxury apartment complex in Nassau. Mm -hmm. Um, he was just, was it yesterday released? He was, yeah, it was yesterday or the day before. He was released on $250 million bond. So that's yeah. $25 million if that, you know, you're doing 10%. Yeah. So his bail uh, was 25 mil, which they his parents took out of the equity in their home and their other assets. Mm-hmm. And uh, you two other individuals, these are just mystery people? Just mystery. No, no names as of right now. Joe and Hunter Biden. <laughs> um, so he's in his parents' custody, mm-hmm. right? And, uh... His arraignment is set for January 3rd. Um, 
monitoring bracelet, mental health evaluation, travel restrictions, needs to approve any purchase over $1,000. So do I. <laughs> um, and what's this now? His his is this hundred k? Is this his net worth or his uh like total assets? Um, well, I that's what he thing. he had like complained, and like after everything happened, he was like, oh, like I only have a hundred thousand dollars left, and I mean his company is worth thirty two billion, and also I mean at its peak, at its peak, I think it's worth. $8 Imagine just now. saying I only have a hundred thousand dollars left. <laughs> I wish yeah, I had a hundred thousand dollars left. Yeah, me too. But we're poor. And in, you know, it's way worse than Bernie. Yeah, Bernie Madoff was. Uh, what did he get? Uh, his bail was ten million. He paid ten million to get out. Mm. He also didn't run away to the Bahamas, though. That's true. And his parents weren't uh, the biggest donors to the Democratic Party. <laughs> but um, those uh, his two his executives his flipped girl. on him too. Yeah, his girl flipped on him, bro. Caroline Ellison and Gary Wang. No comment. On I'm, what? I'm mature. I'm not going to make a joke about Gary Wang. Okay. Good for you. I'm maturing. Good for you. But uh, Caroline Ellison, she was the CEO of Alameda. Right, which was the company that uh, FTX basically used to buy its own tokens with the money that its customers were giving it for Bitcoin, basically. Yeah. They were... Putting all of their to make bets to keep investing things. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, do you like you did the, a lot of the research on this? Mm-hmm. You know, this um, development in this story. Um, They're both facing like 110 years, Caroline and Gary. Holy shit! Really? What's yeah. SBF facing? 500? 115. Just five more years for some reason, but they both flipped in about two seconds. Which I mean. If they were, if they were on his side, I don't think they. Most people don't flip that quick, right? You know, like right away, they yeah. just went over to you know the other side. So he's pretty fucked because they're yeah. gonna fucking fuck him. And anything he says, you know, we live in the digital age. Everything is, he, there's so much electronic evidence against him. Oh, uh, dude, he like besides what's like, and he's he said he has no access. He has almost no uh, access to his information. Both. Financial or personal. Like, they took his laptops, his phones, everything. So, I mean, he's done. I mean, nobody's ever going to see that money. What a scary position to be in. Uh, well, <laughs> so this, the guy that now is running um, FTX, John J. Ray, who's like a... It's still going? Yeah, well, they brought in a uh, like a spe- like a corporate... Um, oh, the same guy that did uh, Raytheon, right? Yeah, or not Raytheon, no, 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 I'm no. sorry. Uh, yeah, I forgot. What was it called? I, for- I forgot. Enron. Yes. Um, <laughs> Raytheon got defense on my yeah, mind. Yeah, no, Raytheon was <laughs> in the first story. Uh, I lost track because you fucking interrupted me. No, <laughs> um, yeah, so the guy, John J. Ray, who took over FTX, was like, uh, We're going to try to claw back some of the donations he made to mm-hmm. political organizations. So they're trying to recoup their money because a lot of Democrats have come out, you know, people who need people to vote for them and and say uh we're not accepting the money he gave us he's gonna try to get donations back from that he gave to political organizations not he john j ray is trying to get back the donations that sbf made yeah yeah he he as in john j yeah but he didn't make he didn't make the donations sbf right made the donations right yeah no i understand that yeah um i'm just making it clear for oh oh, okay i'm sorry there's a Um, camera here i don't know if you notice that i try not to um 
I don't think that's going to go that well. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to. It's it's going to make uh, these lawmakers put their money where the mouth is because when this fallout happens, people these Democratic uh, Congress people who need their voters to vote for them and not think they're fucking completely fraudulent, we're like, oh, we're not, we're not accepting this money. We haven't used it yet. We're we're not going to take it. Okay. Uh, but it's easy to say. And then when someone asks for it back, they're like, oh, shit. They might be like, oh, we already spent that, actually. Like, like, shit, like I, right, exactly. Because yeah, like, the midterms are over now. Like, I got how, a bill how, coming up. I don't understand how you... If if the DC machine is what I believe it is to the degree that like they really only care about getting reelected, in my mind, like they're using all that money SBF gave them to buy ads and you know malign their competitors and... Campaigning. Yeah, like that, that money... I believe was used already, so we'll, we're gonna keep we're gonna keep our eye out on that for. You Do you know, think it's a weeks. lot of small donations or like no a couple bit well like small like sixty five million dollars? Okay, that's this, not small to me. In terms of the omnibus bill, it's pretty small. Yeah, but that's like th- those are we're talking about government programs. Well, I know that's one point seven trillion. Was, this the, is thirty two billion. The money he was donating was going to like political action camp like committees like PACs that all the, that money wasn't going to help people that doesn't go into legislation that goes into people's re-election funds right that like yeah. i said campaigning so basically 60, is 64 I, million is not a lot for like to help fix your country it is a lot to help you get elected 64 million can go a long way in a campaign all right well i will uh, yes in a campaign but yeah. i'm just saying in terms of i guess 32 billion dollars 64 million is not that much but like, still, it's, it's still it's, it's, it's enough to be like if you're someone who had it and then they want it back to say I'm not giving that back. Okay. Yes. Yes. All right. Yeah. yeah. All right. I got you. Yeah. Because you are giving it to a smaller player, I guess. At that point, who, an individual, right? That Bas- doesn't basically have all of the the liquid funds that. Okay. Yeah. I got you. And not to mention, this is kind of how these Congress people get rich. Is they, you know, they get this money and they're not supposed to spend it on themselves, but like they just. Your your meals you can pay for that with your pack because it's but you know we're campaigning it's part you know it's part of your you know uh, taking donors out to drinks and dinner it's, it's it comes out of the pack. Well, dude, you know what I mean, like, like, imagine someone just hands you sixty four million dollars. Like you probably, I mean, we I'm talked not about saying this you or I, we would waste it all immediately. Well, yeah, but like, it's so easy to just be like, I right, like I'll just take a million for myself. Yeah. Four million. Maybe. And I'll do. just shave it off the top. I'll round it out. I'll get it down to sixty. There are laws to prevent them from doing that, but they find ways around them. Right. And people do go to jail every once in a while for that kind of corruption, but only when they go against the the party and the people in power, because everybody does it. Once it becomes like a problem. No. Once like they, not once the they, not the actual they, action. Once they become a problem. Correct. Um. And that's re- that's really it so far. We're gonna we're gonna uh, on SBF. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna cover his extradition hearing. Uh, in 10 days. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. His, I mean, I guess if there's one other thing to mention, um, they were all fucking, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, He was fucking the girl. That's what I'm saying. His girl flipped on him. No, I know, but, like, it wasn't just, like, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't dive down this road. Maybe we should just edit this part out, but, like, the, the polyamorous thing is just very, uh, very taboo to me. I think, like, I just think it's, like, the, it's, like, the millennial wrinkle on, like, like, like fraud is a tale as old as time. Like, there's been fraud since there's been money, but now it's just like the 2000s version. They're all fucking each other. You know what I mean? <laughs> all right, it's like yeah. Monopoly. It's like the new twi- It's the new little spice. All right, that's it. It's just a little bit of color for the right. uh, the simulations. Like, what can we? How can we I make like this it. a more modern story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How can we keep people entertained? Exactly. <laughs>
Kind of give the people what they want. Yeah. Keep the eyes on it. Yeah, a little bit of fucking here and there. That's what makes, <laughs> that's what makes the world go around. All right, so what's going on in Peru? Okay, we covered this last week a little bit that uh, their president, Pedro Castillo, was arrested after attempting to dissolve their far-right Congress. Pedro Castillo is a left-wing figure. He's indigenous to Peru. What's going on there now? Yeah, so like he tried to like self-coup himself, basically, just like that Alberto... Uh, Fujimori. Fujimori guy did. And they didn't really have anything to do well, with... Well, Fujimori's kids are in Congress in there. I guess in a way they did, just because like he wouldn't have done it unless that guy had done it before. Um, no, they're, they're his kids are in Congress, and they like they definitely helped... Uh, organize it? Behind the scenes, at least. Okay, yeah. I mean, I didn't see anything just like out there. Okay. Um, but anyway... Uh, we organized, or at least I believe we organized that coup. Well, so the ambassador, the U.S.'s ambassador to Peru, to Peru mm-hmm. is a former CIA agent. Yes. Lisa Kenna. Yes. And she met with them. The, met with Peru's defense minister. Yeah, the day before everything happened. Before Castillo was overthrown. <laughs> um, and so, you know, the reason we're covering it again now is because pr- protests haven't really stopped. Since that episode ten days ago, no, it the Peruvian like people have been rioting, getting a lot worse. Yeah, um, and I think did did Mike Pompeo go down there, former Secretary of State and head of CIA for the U.S. I don't know if he necessarily went down there, but she's she's he's like his... the one that she directly like communicates with. Right, right. So he has a hand. She's in like his protege almost. Yeah, and I thought he was like a. I don't really know much about Mike Pompeo, but I thought he might have been like a dirty guy, and I was like, "Oh, what's going on down there?" He was Trump's Secretary of State, but he was we the head definitely of the CIA support before that. What's that? He was Trump's Secretary of State and the head of the CIA before that. I remember you telling me that actually. You told me that yesterday. And but he might, um, he might run for president someday. I think. Really? Yeah. How old is he? Sixty. I don't know. Something like that. I guess you can be fucking almost ninety and run for president. Joe Biden's now, fucking so eighty-one. I know. Um. Uh, but uh, fuck, I lost my. He's train of fifty-eight. Thought. Oh, we're supporting this new regime and everything in Peru. Look at that. We're doing it in Ukraine and Peru and fucking everywhere else. <sighs> Multitasking. Yeah. Multitasking. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't really know why. I don't get it, to be completely honest with you. I mean, I don't know. I just think everything has to do with money. It has to do with the economy. So it just it definitely rolls back to that somehow. Yeah, I mean, it's not, you know. Of course, the the dollar is the end all be all in this fucking capitalistic hell space we but now But what occupy. were they before? They were um, the new person that they have in power is right or he's left. Uh the new person they have in power is a woman. Um, all right, she's the first female president of Peru. Sorry, he she. Um, well, she she's essentially a puppet of Western backed uh, corporations. Again, like this is what I, I talked about this last week. Like, this is. This is what America's military and intelligence agencies do. Mm-hmm. They clear the way for corporations to what like Peru is a uh, prime exporter of silver and gold. Like they, I'm sorry, keep going. Well, I I don't know now. Okay, I'm sorry. I like I understand like the concept of it. Like we are we're putting certain people in it's like chess in a way. We're putting certain people in power in like certain spots for our own you know, uh, it, it's like wizard chess from Harry Potter because people actually die. Yes, people actually die. A lot of people actually die. Um, 
but it's just so multifaceted that it's just so hard for me to get my fucking head around it all. Mm. You know, mm. it, it's hard to follow. It is hard to follow, and that's intentional. You know, and there's a lot of you know, America is very uh, not this is not just America by the way. Like every major power tries to do this to an extent. America's just the best at it. Um, and we muddy the waters with propaganda and, you know, putting out, there's controlled opposition. There's like, like the CIA will find someone and be like, oh, this guy's fucking crazy. And every, like, like, like an Alex Jones type mm -hmm. to be like, we're going to feed him information that makes him seem even crazier mm -hmm. so that what he's putting out there discredits this whole viewpoint that is being critical of us. Okay. So that creates even the, like, that's when, you know, like you. If you talk to someone and you start to talk about any of this stuff and they go, oh, you're one of those guys. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, no, it's like real. Like I can show you the, the information like, oh, no, I don't want it. It's right. Like, that's you've been successfully propagandized to the point where you don't even like believe that your government can do anything. wrong. Right. It's like uh, aliens. I've never the movie. No, just aliens in general, just like UFOs. Like I think UFOs. Why wouldn't there other be? you know ufos or other life forms out there and stuff like that but then like you know the government is like no like you're fucking nuts so no, then, but now they admit they're real right but 10 years ago if you said like yeah right. like i think aliens are real everybody's like you're fucking nuts what is wrong with you i actually now i mean and this maybe speaks to a little bit of what my fucking psyche is like and my uh, oppositional defiance disorder because mm -hmm. ever since i was a huge believer in aliens mm -hmm. and i was like and oh. now you're like just no now that the government admits it i'm like <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe that aliens are real in terms of uh, in the vastness of space and how many fucking billions of stars there are. There is definitely life on other planets. Mm -hmm. I don't know if any of it has progressed to the point that it could ever... Um, like intelligent life? There may even be intelligent life, but there's, there's something called the Fermi paradox, mm -hmm. which is uh, Enrico Fermi was a, a brilliant physicist, and he had this idea that basically if a society ever got to the technological advancement of being able to travel to distant galaxies, they would fucking blow each other up long before they even got there, which I think we're about to prove in the next 20 fucking years. Because um, we're, either, we're either going to Mars or killing everyone. I, I'd like, oh, maybe both. So th there would be some sort of uh, event or uh, fight that would happen before we ever even got to Mars. I mean, n nuclear war. Like, like that's, that's what the Fermi paradox states is that there's, there's, if you were to get as, uh, if your technology was to get built up to the point where you had the capability to go to other places... That would also mean your weapons development is to the point where you could wipe out an entire planet. Right. And you and might you just do it to yourself. Wipe yourself out before you even fucking, you know. It's one It's one uh, answer to the question, why have we not seen aliens yet? I, I hope that's, that's not true. I think that's a good place to end it. All right. I mean, I hope that's not true. What? That... I hope we don't blow ourselves up before. <laughs> yeah, me too. You know. I sincerely hope that. Before we go, but... But if we do, I hope this is the last show you watch before you die. Yes. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas, motherfuckers. <laughs> Happy New Year.